We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. That's from Psalm 47. In my, in my Bible, in John's Gospel, when we get close to the passion, to today's, uh, today's day of redemption, I have that noted in my, in my Bible. That psalm, Psalm 47, is all about, it's a, it's a tr- cry of joy where the psalmist is crying out because finally God has returned and God is made king. Sing praise to our king, sing praises for God is king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. Today, of all things, today is a day of great irony. Today is a day of great sorrow. Today is a day of great joy. Today is the day that God was made king of all the earth. That's what happened on the cross. Is Jesus was made king. God had always promised that the Messiah would somehow be king over all the earth and that somehow God would be king of all the earth. And those things, of course, are fulfilled. They come together in Christ. All right, today, today Jesus is crowned with thorns. He has purple wrapped around him, the color of kings. And over his head is the inscription of Pilate, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And it's written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, which are the languages of all the world. In all the great languages, today the Messiah, as he suffers, is made King of the earth. Today, brothers and sisters, I want to invite you. That's not just something that happened in the past. Christ, the way that the Jews thought that the Messiah would become king is he would be powerful and in military victory, he would conquer all the nations. And today Jesus does, he conquers all the nations. But he conquers it by suffering. And billions of men and women in history have had their hearts conquered when they saw the suffering Christ for what he really is. And I hope today that's you. I hope in a new way, right? Maybe you've had that before. Maybe in in different times in your life, the love of the Son of God 
and his suffering on that cross, maybe that won you over. May it happen again today. May his sufferings today enthrone him in your heart and in your life. I want to propose just simply for your meditation today, and I hope today is a great day of prayer for you that takes you outside of the distractions of life. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for being here, which is where you should be. But I want to propose a few simple things for your meditation today. When I became the pastor at Lourdes, I... They do like pastor photos. Do you know this? They have these like pastor photos things. And there's, this, there's some really good Catholics actually who have a, a photography business. And they said, they called Lords and they said, okay, Father Brian, we need to take your, your pastor photo. And so you, that's what you do. So I went and got my pastor photo. And you may have, I might have told the story, I don't know. But I was there and they asked me when they took my photo and they said, do you want us to make you tanned? and to white out your teeth. And I said no, but they disobeyed me. Lord, may you remember it on the day of judgment. And so if you go to our offices over across the parking lot, there's a picture of me and I'm much more handsome than I really am. It's awesome. But they airbrushed it. And they airbrushed my, the, my coffee stains out of my teeth. And, you know, I wish they could have only given me a little more hair, but they didn't know how to do that. What I want to start with you today is I want to talk about airbrushing. Early on in Christian history, very early in Christian history, in the second century, in the mid-second century and leading up into the third century, there is this thing that, in, that came out and that attacked Christianity. And it was called Gnosticism. It was a very early Christian heresy, maybe the first heresy. And Gnosticism did a lot of things. But one of the things that Gnosticism did is it wrote these things called the Gnostic Gospels. They're very late. They're written later than the true Gospels. They are false. They are pseudo-Gospels. And what the Gnostic Gospels did is they airbrushed the cross out of Christianity. They removed it from the Gospel. And thank God the church rejected those. Right? They said that the Gospel is not the Gospel without the cross of Jesus Christ. But to the Gnostics and to many people today, the cross of Jesus was like coffee-stained teeth. It was ugly. It didn't belong. And brothers and sisters, today is one of those days where we remember the glory of the cross. But on Good Friday, you and I should remember the ugliness of the cross. Jesus Christ died by asphyxiation. Right? Which means 
that he died by the liquid in his body seeped into his lungs and he suffocated on that liquid inside of his lungs. For Jesus to speak today, he gives all of us. Today on the cross, he gives us our lady as our mother. And for him to say that to John, the beloved disciple, right? If you want to be a beloved disciple, you must take Mary as your mother. For Jesus to say that to John, he had to push up on the nails on the cross to be able to speak which would have been incredibly agonizing. His words were not mere praxis. They were not details. Jesus suffered tremendously to tell you that his mother is your mother. Crucifixions are intentionally drawn out. The Romans made crucifixions so that you would die as slowly as possible. They put crucifixion victims in public places, not just so that you would suffer, but those that you, so that you would be shamed. <laughs> so that you would be shamed in front of the crowds. And Jesus was crucified in a public place with hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem in those days. He was crucified naked so that he might be humiliated to the utmost degree. We know the crucifixion victims uttered the most vile blasphemies you could imagine. As they suffered, and the Romans knew how to make them suffer, as they suffered, they would utter the most vile curses and blasphemies you can imagine. And so much so that the Romans customarily cut out their tongues to silence them in their blasphemies. But your Savior blessed you from the cross. He prayed for you. He forgave those who crucified him. And he prayed for God's salvation to fall on all the world. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises, for God is King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. What Jesus did on the cross, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that when Jesus was made King, what a King does is a King establishes justice. He establishes justice, and Jesus on the cross established justice for all time. Part of justice, what does justice mean? Justice means calling evil by name, calling evil what it is, and calling good what it is. 
The cross is the judgment on sin, brothers and sisters. Not only did God love you from the cross, and we'll get to that in a second, not only did he redeem the world, Jesus Christ destroyed evil on the cross. What a tremendous king we have. The greatest obstacle to Christianity in the modern world is people say, how can God be good? If there's great evil, Lord, if there are a million children murdered in the womb in our country every year, if there are horrible crimes of sexuality, if there is starvation and hatred, if there's awful, awful things in our country, drug addiction, selfishness, how can God be good? The answer to that question is the cross of our Savior. That's the answer to that question. The modern world does not know how to deal with evil, brothers and sisters. Your friends, your coworkers, your family, and all of us, me too. We all want to say, Lord, why is there evil? Why do you tolerate evil? If you love me, God, why are you not making my life better? Brothers and sisters, you and I have the only answer to that. We have the only answer the world has ever known to the problem of evil. Other people, what they try to do is they try to pretend it's not there. And the lack of love that we have in our lives, we try to fill that with pleasure. We distract ourselves with entertainment. We blame it on others. If you're from an Eastern religion, you try to escape it. What the New Testament teaches us, and I love this, what happened on the cross, and Paul says this in Romans 8. He said, God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as a sin offering, Jesus on the cross was my offering for my sin. And listen to this. God condemned sin in the flesh. On the cross, Christ loved you. He loved the world. And as a victorious, powerful, and just king, he condemned evil on the cross. All of our sin was drawn onto him that it might be nailed to the cross. Which is what Paul says in Colossians 2. But I want to read you one more quote from this. I love this. Origen says this. He says, on this tree, in this tree, which is the cross, 
In this tree is understood to be the knowledge of good and evil, right? In the Garden of Eden, there is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Origen says the true tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the cross of our Savior, Jesus Christ. On this cross, on which both the good Christ, the knowledge of good, and the evil devil, the knowledge of evil, hung. So Origen says that on that cross, of course Jesus was nailed to the cross, but he says so was the devil. On this cross on which both the good Christ and the evil devil hung, the evil that it might perish, but the good that it might live by, that it might live by power. As Paul says of Christ, he was crucified in weakness, but he lives by the power of God. Jesus today is enthroned as king of the world, and on his throne he condemned evil. And all of my evil and all of the awful, horrible, ugly, terrible things in this world that are opposed to God. Spiritually, those things were nailed to the cross in Christ. God has done what the law could not do, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He condemned sin. The good king establishes justice. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises for God is king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. God deals with evil, but that's not all the law, brothers and sisters. To establish justice, goodness is not just not doing evil. Goodness is positive. And St. Thomas Aquinas tells us, and it is so beautiful and so true, that my king and yours, today, today on the cross, Jesus fulfilled every commandment of God. You shall have no strange gods before me. On the cross, Jesus offers the only worship to God the Father. And all false worship today is condemned. Because the only worship of the Father is the cross of Jesus Christ. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. On the cross, Jesus honors God the Father perfectly. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Jesus will die on a Friday and Saturday he will observe Sabbath. He will rest on the day of worship. The fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. The Lord perfectly today honors God the Father and he loves his mother and honors her. And he gives her 
as mother to the church, as the mother of all Christians. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. Jesus is naked on the cross for his bride. And he is faithful to the end. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Jesus accepts condemnation and he does not condemn others. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his possessions. Jesus, for our sake and for the Father, Lord, you fulfilled every commandment. Finally, to establish justice, our King today, brothers and sisters, the two great commandments Jesus gives us, and my hope for you today, may the Lord on his cross, which is his throne, may he conquer you. May he reign inside of you. The two great commandments of God, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. That commandment is fulfilled today. Never has God been so loved, adored, and honored as he was on the cross of his son. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The man on the cross hangs there for me. His neighbor. And Lord, you loved me more than I ever deserved. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is King of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm.